If you would love to support us, you can over on Kofi, K-O-F-I. Head on over and buy Rachel and I a cup of coffee to help us keep the podcast on the air. You can also join the VIP Royal community, which is £4 or roughly 6 bucks monthly. And for that, you get a Zoom call with Rachel and I every month and also an exclusive Facebook group. So come on over, K-O-F-I. The link is in the show notes. Grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's let's keep up with with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. My name's Michelle. And I'm Rachel. Poor Rachel's not very well today. How are you feeling, Rach? I'm not. I've got the flu, which has obviously come at the worst possible time with the coronation coming up. Yeah, and we had lots planned, didn't we, for this weekend going to Kensington Palace. So fingers crossed, if you're feeling up to it, we'll still go. If not, we will reschedule and go at another time. At the moment, we've got so much going on, haven't we, Rach, that it's understandable that you might pick something up along the way. I think the coronation has made me ill. It's the stress of it. It's the stress, the anxiety, the nerves, the excitement. Behind the scenes, there's so much going on for us as well. It's a very busy period, but I'm hoping that you feel better really soon and you know regardless of whatever happens your health's more important than London and fingers crossed if it works out but if not we'll just do it another time. Royal community we've got so much news coming for you today so much so that we're just going to go straight into it but before we do last week we asked you how you are celebrating the coronation and we had so many voice notes come to us over on Instagram so Rachel we're going to split this up into two so we'll have some amazing royal community coronation celebrations in this episode and also in next week's episode as well yeah so thank you so much to everyone that sent all your voice notes through over on instagram and let's listen to a few of them right now first up we're going to be listening to royal lisa about what her coronation plans are i would have loved to go to london for the coronation but because of several things um, it didn't work out unfortunately but i will watch the whole thing on tv together with my mom my granny and my sister and we will drink tea which i bought last year during the funeral of um, queen elizabeth in london we make scones and do our own little german british coronation celebration i guess Lisa sends you lots and lots of coronation celebrations with you, your granny and your sister. Enjoy your tea. It sounds wonderful. And next, we're going to hear from April Braun. Hello, Rachel and Michelle. I absolutely love your podcast. I am in the United States. I'm in the great state of Tennessee. A couple of friends are going to come over to my house. We're going to have a cheesy little girls night sleepover and then wake up bright and early Saturday morning and huddle on the couch with my three dogs. We will be eating some coronation cookies that a friend made for us. We will have champagne and probably some coronation quiche minus the fava beans because ick. Very excited about it. Really looking forward to hearing what you get to see while you're on the mile. I love that you're making the coronation quiche April and I hope you have a lovely time with your girlfriends. Let's hear what Lauren Gratius is doing for the coronation. Hello, Rachel and Michelle. My name is Lauren and I'm from Saskatchewan, Canada. I will be watching the coronation early in the morning with my mom and sister. We're getting dressed up with some magnificent tiaras we've ordered from Etsy. 
and we'll be eating cake using our fancy china dishes. I wish you all the best and getting a great viewing location on the coronation day. Yes, Lauren, loving the tiaras. And um, yeah, I hope you and your mum enjoy your lovely tea. Thank you so much for sharing all of your amazing celebrations. We just honestly, from our heart to yours, from our home to yours, have the most amazing coronation celebration wherever you are celebrating in the world. I think, Rach, we should get on with this. Shall we head to the Royal Roundup for this week? Let's do it. So we had a royal birthday. Prince Louis turned five this week and we had two adorable pictures released to mark his birthday. The pictures were taken by Millie Pilkington and featured a smiling Princess of Wales pushing Louis in a wheelbarrow full of leaves. Now, this was quite different because usually the birthday pictures that we have are taken by Catherine. But these were taken by Millie Pilkington who took the private photographs at William and Catherine's wedding. Oh, wow. So obviously there's a connection there, isn't there? I loved these pictures. As we know, we always say Boss Baby's grown up. And I think we need to, you know, say something different. But doesn't he look like a Middleton? He has the Middleton gene, doesn't he? He really does. Let's move on. We had the King and the Queen out this week. They went to a... Wait, did you see this? They were at a fish shop in Scotland. There was an opening of a fish shop. And because they were in Balmoral having a bit of rest and recuperation, they turned up the locals. There was a video of them on socials. They were had a bit of security around them, but none of the detail they usually have, none of the big engagements. It literally was, oh, we'll come and have a surprise appearance at the fish shop. It was in the town of Ballata, which if you listen to the podcast, we spoke about when the Queen passed away was actually the procession route was through the town of Ballata because they were technically neighbours weren't they they were and this is why I think it's really important for us to understand how amazing Scotland is to the royal family because they are allowed to just walk around in these parts and for them to not be completely enthralled by lots of people but I think these cameras were from people on their holidays going oh hang on a minute there's the king and the queen hang on that's a fish shop what <laughs> and the fact that Queen Camilla was wearing jeans as well. Yes, I really like the calm, cool, collected Queen Camilla in jeans. Bring it on. We also saw them, Rachel, because they went to Liverpool this week. Yes, the home of the Beatles to see the preparations for the Eurovision. Now, we came second in the Eurovision last year and Ukraine came first. But obviously with the war in Ukraine, it was asked of the UK to put on the Eurovision and we're hosting it. So they went there to press the button to start the arena lights and the onstage projections. And then when it all finished, the big coronation emblem came up on the stage and it looked so lovely. It really did. And what I loved was when we saw the King and Queen Camilla meeting people um, in a lineup. So they had the presenter, Ryden Clark, who is one of our most famous presenters here in the UK. And he has a long-standing history with Eurovision. So it was really nice. And I remember seeing him at the Jubilee pageant on the last day. That's right. He was on one of the buses. Ray Tillers. Yeah. yeah. Also, Rachel, I have to say, I have to put this in. But whilst Charles and Camilla were in Liverpool, they were also presented with gold Blue Peter badges. They were just so happy to receive. And I have to say, if you don't know what Blue Peter is, Royal Community, it's probably one of the longest standing children's TV shows on the BBC. And I remember watching it. My mum remembers watching it. You know, it's synonymous within our childhoods here in the UK and you get this blue Peter badge which gets you free entry into museums and all sorts. To get a gold blue Peter badge is like the next level, isn't it? Yeah, and family fact, my dad was on blue Peter when he was a kid. Yeah, he was peeling potatoes. 
think he was part of the boys brigade at the time i love that so there's that connection there and also what was funny there was a video camilla was putting the pin on herself but charles got this woman to do it can you imagine the king asking you to put this badge and you i'm like oh my god i don't want to like accidentally stab it with this pin <laughs> stab it box yes. oh my goodness but yeah this is like a right passage in the uk i mean i never ever received a blue peter badge i think it's one of those things that i never ever got to do but it was on my bucket list to do but did your dad have a blue peter badge rach i think he has i don't know if i've seen it in a few years but it's probably in a loft somewhere Oh, what a classic. Absolutely brilliant. What a classic. Let's move on to the Princess Royal, the Royal Hobnob. As patron of the National Museum of the Royal Navy, the Princess Royal was in Belfast, Northern Ireland, to reopen HMS Caroline. And while she was there, she took a stop off at the Ballycastle Save the Children charity shop to cut a cake. Mary, Mary, Mary! Go on, Anne. Marking their 10th anniversary of fundraising. She's been a patron of Save the Children for such a long time. And what a special thing to be a volunteer in that shop and then to have the hobnob turn up and cut a cake. Like, it'd make my day. Let's move on to the Duchess of Edinburgh. She was in Kent on Wednesday attending the very first gold demonstration school for the Leaf Farming Charity. Now, this charity promotes sustainable farming. And OMG, if you want to see some adorable calves, get over to the Royal Socials on Twitter. Have a look at these baby calves. They are just so adorable. I loved it. During her visit to Kent, Sophie also marked the 20th anniversary for the Kent Refugee Action Network and opened new buildings at Canterbury Christ Church University and Kent Amide Medical School. So again, Sophie was very busy on Wednesday. Sophie was very busy. And the Duke of Edinburgh has been in the US and Canada, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. So it's really interesting, isn't it? We just assume that overseas visits would have them both together. But sometimes they do split up and do their separate things depending on what their schedules are. Well, you wouldn't have seen any news because the Royal Family Socials haven't posted anything. I've only seen things on Twitter where embassies and the charities that he's gone out there with. I saw something on Twitter about the Duke of Edinburgh International Awards in Canada. So he's working and he's very busy, but it's just a shame as normal that it's not being picked up on. Exactly. Tell you what, who has been picked up on? The Duke of Gloucester. I'm going to talk about him right now. On the 25th of April, we observe Anzac Day, a day to remember all those who've served and lost their lives in the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. Now, the Prince of Wales remembered soldiers at the Anzac Memorial at Hyde Park. And then we saw the Duke of Gloucester lay in a wreath of the Cenotaph. And he also attended the service of commemoration and thanksgiving at Westminster Abbey. Remember, these services services are usually given to principal members of the royal family so for him to go is actually a very big deal and the fact that the duke of gloucester made the main socials it blows my mind because this doesn't happen very often it's always a given that we see you know william and catherine and the king and the queen but i'm really happy that the duke of gloucester had his moment shall we say yeah, good. And I'm glad that he was given that moment as well. So yeah, here, here to the Royal Socials. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> Let's move on to a very surprising visit from the Princess of Wales. She visited the baby bank in Windsor. And I say surprising visit because we don't normally see the royals out on a Monday, especially William and Catherine. Yeah. And this was a surprise engagement. So the baby bank provides clothing beds and blankets and newborn starter kits as well as buggies to parents in need. And Catherine helps out by putting together starter packs and chatting with the volunteers. Yeah, again, we like this kind of peered down, Catherine. She had some flats on. She had a wrist blazer. It was high profile because there were reporters there, but also very low profile. Like you say, hardly see her out on engagements on Monday. She usually takes, you know, meetings and that type of thing at the start of the week. Can you imagine being a parent in need? These charities are absolutely vital. Everything I watch when it comes to uh, the baby bank or food banks, I always have a little cry. I don't know why, but it just, it just makes me sad. But I love the fact... Again, the Princess of Wales was highlighting this charity. We also saw Catherine, right, with William uh, this week visiting Birmingham. Yay! Now, let's put it this way. There was quite a few engagements going on in Birmingham, but we wanted to just stress one of them. Now, William and Catherine popped in for an authentic Indian street food cookery lesson with the all-female chef team at the Indian Streetery. They were there. They were having a chat. They were doing their thing, meeting people. And then there was a call on the phone and William picked it up. He took a booking for the Indian restaurant for lunch on that day. And can I tell you what, having worked in a restaurant for 15 years and knowing the ins and outs of taking orders over the phone, this was really bad. (laughs) He didn't know where the place was. The the lady said, I got a train to catch at three. I'm thinking, oh gosh, she better sit down quickly. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it was just bedlam. There was me having secondhand anxiety for him, but they were just laughing through it. It was so funny. I just love the fact that the person on the other end of the phone obviously had no clue who they were speaking to. And it wasn't until after when they turned up at the restaurant and William and Catherine had left at that point that they were like, what? We we spoke to Prince William. I know. Exactly. I know. I really feel like William has never taken a book in in his life. So I love the fact that he just gung-ho, picked the phone up and off he went. It was so funny and Catherine was in fits of giggles watching him and then did you see as well what I really liked was when they were trying different Indian food and William kept saying is it spicy that's spicy me because I hate spice I hate it so that's exactly me when I have an Indian that's why my Indian is always the go-to chicken biryani because it's not spicy (laughs) ah you lightweight I am I can't handle it I can't handle it I tell you what though we also found out this week through Tom Parker Bowles he was actually on the News Agents podcast talking about Camilla and the upcoming coronation. And he actually said that Camilla doesn't like spicy food either, Rach. No. And we also found out from that podcast that she grows her own peaches in her garden. Can you imagine eating Camilla's peaches? <laughs> that sounded a bit rude. <laughs> get your head out of the gut, Rachel. Get your head out of the gut. Yes, definitely. I just wanted to touch on two little things to talk about today before we head into the royal news. We had a bit of information coming out this week from Harry's court case. Now, this is about the phone hacking scandal where he claims that the royal family had made a deal with Rupert Murdoch's media company. The reason we're not going to go into detail about this today is because Rachel's been ill and we 
haven't had the time to do all of our fact checking. So I just wanted you to know that we do know about these things that are going on. We're not purposefully not talking about them on the podcast because we don't want to talk about them. We just haven't had time. Also as well, we heard from the Telegraph, there have been letters that have been leaked about unconscious bias within the royal family between the Duchess of Sussex and the King. Again, we won't be talking about that this week, but just sending you our apologies that we just didn't have time to get to that today. Right, Rach, are you ready? We're heading to Coronation News for this week. So we're going to start off Coronation News by having some more updates. The new uniform for the Yeoman's Warden who guard the Tower of London has been revealed with the King's Cipher ahead of the Coronation. Have you seen how smart the Yeoman Wardens look? I have. And you actually sent me a really interesting TikTok of one of the Yeomans that was giving a talk to tourists. And he was basically saying about the history of his role and how far back it goes and how it's connected to the royal family. So yeah, this uniform is is strange. We're seeing these little changes, but come Coronation Day, when we see the army regiments, yeah, that's going to be the first time that we see them in all their regalia. I'm hoping that Channel 5 <laughs> Channel do... Five. Oh yes, they do like a documentary on it. Do a documentary. And I will say, if you're in the UK, make sure this week and next week, particularly next week, you're watching the BBC because I know they have a lot of programmes coming up on the coronation to do with the King about history. And I think there's one on Sunday, which is a documentary of the King's life. And you just mentioned about the regiments, Rach, and on Twitter, the bands of the HM Royal Marines have also had their changes made to their uniform. So again, I think we're going to see so many new kind of shiny uniforms with the King's Cypher on, which is just amazing. We've also had the Coronation Bible, which has been unveiled on the Church of England's Twitter account. Now, there's three identical copies that's been made. One is going to be given to the King during the Coronation service. Another one will be given to Westminster Abbey. And then the third given to the Oxford University Press. And Rach... We've seen quite a few royal coronation Bibles, haven't we? In certain uh, places we've been to. We've seen Queen Anne's, we've seen Queen Elizabeth I and Queen Elizabeth II. If we have any pictures of that, we might have even posted them already on Instagram, right? Yeah, I think we did. It would probably be in our story highlights, so go check that out. But what I will say about all those coronation Bibles is they're quite big. And yeah. this one just looks like a normal-sized book, doesn't it? A normal-sized Bible. Yeah, and it's very unassuming, actually, isn't it? Because the others are quite ornate. And this seems very, like, it's okay. We're, we're just going to keep it small. <laughs> I think it's one of those, you know, moving with the times, keeping tradition, but also making it modern. We've had some info about the Princess Royal this week. Tell us more. The Princess Royal have a prominent role in the coronation. She will ride on horseback behind the newly crowned King and Queen's Gold State Coach Coronation Procession on the way back to Buckingham Palace. Now, the role is historically known as the gold stick in waiting and given to someone entrusted with the personal safety of the sovereign. I love this. The fact that the King has asked Anne, who, as we know, has been by his side throughout his whole life, who's always just got on with the job, who's served who's done her duty, she literally works her butt off. I just think this is lovely. And I love the fact that Anne's going to be rocking up to the coronation in a military uniform. One thing I loved about Troop in the Colour was seeing Anne on horseback, seeing her in a regalia. 
This is going to be really special. And again, another thing to be even more excited about. The Royal Hobnob! Yay! Yay! We also had the Royal Voluntary Service announcing their list of 500 coronation champions. The 500 volunteers were chosen to celebrate their work contributing to their communities all across the UK. So these were chosen from areas such as animal welfare, supported older people, crisis and welfare, and just honestly so many good areas. This is part of the Coronation Project. So if you want to know more about the Royal Voluntary Service, you can. I'm going to pop all the links of all the things that we've mentioned today in the show notes for you. They'll always be there on every single episode. Just scroll up on your phone. You'll be able to click in and go straight to the website to find out more. And also, if you want to donate to any charities as well, you can. And finally, we've had a bit of a debacle this week, Rachel. <laughs> oh. we got excited and then we got disappointed it was a moment was it? it was a royal flop is what it was a royal flop we know that a couple of weeks ago the coronation concert tickets were given to the 5,000 lucky people who were chosen from the ballot they then had a certain amount of time in which to claim their tickets and whatever was left over maybe for instance something's happened they can't make the date or the person they're coming with they can't do it anymore whatever, they all get collated and then there was a second ballot. Now, Ticketmaster, in all its wisdom, sent an email. So, Rach, you got an email, I got an email, all of our VIP Royal community who'd signed up had an email, the amount of people on Twitter who'd had an email. (laughs) It seemed like everyone and their dog had an email. So, this is from the email, I'm reading it now. Congratulations, you have been successful in the ballot for a pair of standing tickets to the coronation at Windsor Castle on Sunday 7th of May 2023. Tickets in this supplementary round are being offered to a randomly selected group of ballot winners on a first-come, first-served basis. So, you'll need to act quickly in claiming your tickets to ensure you secure them. There are some very important things you need to do now and to be aware of, including security and identification. So please read this email carefully. Then it's got a big blue button saying claim tickets. Then at the bottom of that, it says how to claim your tickets. You have until 12 o'clock on the 27th of April to claim your tickets. This came through to me at 12.04 on Tuesday. The next one came through at 2.23 for me on my email, saying the coronation concert's now sold out. You recently received an email regarding your ballot application. You were contacted as part of the supplementary first-come, first-served round. This event was very popular and all tickets have now been snapped up. In the meantime, I've messaged Rachel. Rachel, we're going to the coronation concert. You get to see take that. This is so cool. And then straight after, I wrote, no, you're not. They're all sold out. <laughs> <laughs> now, why this is causing uproar is because, firstly, we've been told right from the start there will never be a first-come, first-served basis with this ballot. It will literally all go in the pot. It didn't matter when, at what stage you'd put your name into the ballot. It would all be collated after a certain time and randomly selected. This seemed really unfair, Rach. I was so angry at the time. I couldn't believe this happened. I was the same as you. I clicked the link to get tickets and then I thought, oh, well, maybe they're not on sale yet. Obviously, they're not for sale. But I just thought, because it said the 27th, I was like, oh, they've not released them yet and such. So to claim the tickets. Like you said, like it was just this big high. And I think as soon as you got that email, if you didn't click on that link straight away, you just wasn't going to get them. And I'd be interested to know how many tickets they actually has available. Exactly. And also, let's put it this way. Weirdly, on that day, I'd I'd worked through my lunch because my lunch would have been at 12. So I would have seen that straight away and clicked on it. 
But not everyone has lunch at 12.04, right? Not everyone's looking at their email 24-7. I think the way in which it was done was just so unfair because also it gives you false hope. Honestly, I just thought it was the most unjust thing. And I was waiting for the royal family to just go, no, that's not fair. We're taking those back. And it never happens. It's difficult, though, because they don't necessarily have anything to do with that side of it. It's gone through like the third party, which obviously is Ticketmaster. People were like asking them left, right and centre, especially on Twitter. It was just so poorly managed especially because so many people had obviously applied for these tickets and you had that elation that, oh my gosh, you've got tickets. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, no, I haven't. And also, I just read you the email that was sent. Obviously, it was a little bit more on the first one, which is just technicalities. But that first one is so ambiguous. And when you entered the ballot, it didn't say first come, first serve. So now they've changed the rules on us. It was honestly, it was all kinds of messed up. And I, it put a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. It's not going to take my enjoyment out, but it was just... It gets your hopes up, Rach. Like, we were, we were going to go see Take That and Andrew Bocelli. And then all of a sudden, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. I had visions of me looking up and I could see George, Charlotte and Louis, you know, tossing away to never forget. <laughs> oh, Royal Community, did you get stung by the Ticketmaster email like Rachel and I? Let us know over on Keep It Up With The Winds' pod or on Instagram. You have to go over and subscribe to us on YouTube because we've got so much content come in your way all coronation related honestly there's just going to be so much over there so make sure you're heading over and if you've already subscribed head on over and double check whether youtube has still got you subscribed because sometimes they unsubscribe you just to keep you on your toes i don't know why (laughs) and if you would love to be part of the vip royal community and get all of this information before everybody else you can over on ko-fi k-o-f-i it's four pounds or roughly six bucks monthly and there you'll be able to like i say Join the Royal Community, have a Facebook group where we talk every day and also have a Zoom call once a month with Rachel and I talking all things royal. And you can also email us at keepingupthewindspod at gmail.com. Shell, next week, it's the coronation. <laughs> can you believe this is coming out of our mouths? The coronation. Oh um, I was trying to do Zadog the priest, but that came out really badly. <laughs> So this time next week, we'll be getting our bags packed. We'll be checking we've got everything, making sure we've got all of our phone charges and our batteries and everything. Getting ready. One last check because next Friday we will be in London and that's when our coronation festivities begin. So we're so excited. Thank you so much for being here as always. We will see you next week on Keeping Keeping Up up With the Windsors. Windsors.